This is Father Kevin Hale with the homily for the sixth Sunday of Ordinary Time, the 16th of February. When I was first ordained, an old and wise priest told me, don't worry about all the stuff that they've taught you in the seminary. You just need to remember two things when you're a parish priest. Make sure that you say the masses that are requested on the correct day, and make sure there's always enough votive candles for the people to light. Everything else is detail. And he wasn't far wrong. Almost 40 years on, life has become much, much more complicated and demanding. To mass intentions and votive candles, you can add health and safety, property management and safeguarding, all of which, of course, have their own importance. So I have a certain sympathy with priests when they complain that they feel bogged down with bureaucracy, with rules and regulations. Sometimes we Catholics ourselves have been caricatured as those people who are obsessed and weighed down with rules and regulations and commandments. Certainly the Jewish law, the Old Covenant, sounds like a catalogue of censures and prohibitions, more about what not to do than being liberated by the good news. The Gospel of this Sunday comes again from this Sermon on the Mount. It's an occasion that gives us the very heart of the Christian message because it's full of insights into the heart of Christ and goes to the very core of what we should be. He says that he has not come to abolish the law or the prophets, but is in himself their fulfilment. In this way, we understand more clearly that the commandments given by God to Moses on Mount Sinai are not just for the people of the Old Testament, they are for people of all time. The commandments of God, as we know them in the Decalogue, are the universal plan which God proposes for our happiness here on earth and for our eternal salvation. They are, if you like, the maker's instructions for use. If we follow them, we will function in accordance with the way we've been made and what we've been made for. They will also, incidentally, make us happy, as we've just sung in the psalm, they are happy who follow God's law. And our Lord is the fulfilment of all the law and the prophets of the old dispensation. He says so himself. He who is in his person, also God, and the object of our love. So not a written law, but a relationship entered into. Formerly God's chosen people worshipped God through fear. In Jesus, the motivating force is love. But the commandments nonetheless provide a useful template for the examination of our lives, a framework for our lives that can help us to see what God is asking of us, the standards of behaviour that he set for us. The first three of the commandments deal with our relationship with God. The other seven, our relationship with our neighbour. And they have to be read in the context of the Sermon on the Mount, in which our Lord expresses how we are to grow in the likeness of him who brings us to new life. A few moments at the end of each day, reflecting on these basic tenets, will benefit us greatly. In this way, God's law becomes imprinted on our minds and our hearts, as God says to the people in the book of Deuteronomy, Fix these words of mine in your hearts and in your minds. 
Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Because these, if you like, are the Maker's instructions and they're ignored at our peril. We live in a world that tolerates everything but forgives nothing. By following the Maker's intention for us, by living according to God's law, we will function correctly according to the Maker's intention. As St. Augustine famously wrote, Love and do what you will. If you keep silent, keep silent by love. If you speak, speak by love. If you correct, correct by love. If you pardon, pardon by love. Let love be rooted in you, and from the root, nothing but good can grow. By this we ensure our happiness on earth and our eternal life one day in heaven. We celebrated on Tuesday Our Lady of Lourdes. Mary said to Bernadette that she could not promise her happiness in this world, but only in the next. If that innocent child was so imbued with Mary's message to her exhorting us to prayer and penance, then we have to understand with a simplicity of heart, a similar simplicity of heart, how to live in that same conviction. Let us pray. O God, who teach us that you abide in hearts that are just and true, grant that we may be so fashioned by your grace as to become a worthy dwelling pleasing to you. Through Christ our Lord. Amen.